Welcome to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. My name is Julie Paulston. I am your host, and I am so absolutely honored that you stopped by. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my own personal journey, and I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people that will be sharing their journeys as well, in hopes that we can educate, motivate, and inspire you to live the best possible life that you can. So grab your favorite beverage, maybe a snack or two, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, this truly is all about you. Welcome back to being the phoenix of your own life. I, you know, and I'm I'm doing it again. Oh my God, you guys, I'm doing it again. So I have another super, super cool woman on the show this week. I always say everybody's always the coolest and they are because I surround myself with cool people. So little backstory, I am part of a podcast collaboration group on Facebook and there was a post on there that said, what if you could go back and tell your 18 year old self something, what would it to help them in their future? What would it be? I was like, oh, I want to do that. So I signed up and and my guest said, yes, I would love to have you. Well, when I got on our podcast, I was absolutely honored because it was also her 18th birthday. Yes, y'all heard that right. Her 18th birthday. And so I said, I have to have you on my podcast because Muscon is probably one of the most, um, well, first of all, the youngest entrepreneur besides um, my kids and some of my friends' kids that I have met, but who is literally producing her own podcast and doing some incredible things. And when I saw her and talked to her and heard the ideas, I was like, girl, I got to have you on my podcast. And nobody can introduce you better than we can introduce ourselves. So Muscon, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. That is so kind. I wasn't expecting it. I was like, oh my gosh, you're just hyping <laughs> me up so much. I hope I can live up to these expectations. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but just a little bit about me. Um, my name is Muskan Bakshi. Um, my name means smile in an Indian language, Hindi, if anyone knows what that is. Um, I'm 18 years old, 18 as in the last two weeks. Um, I've been homeschooled my whole life, basically. Um, My parents are entrepreneurs and I kind of grew up from there. And as I'm 18, I'm starting my own business. I'm going into financial services and, you know, we help people learn about money and get out of debt and just all those great things. So that's just a little bit about me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And, and to, and y'all, she's 18, like at 18, I was like trying to see who I could out drink. So, I mean, (laughs) yeah, I did it before 21. So there is that. Um, (laughs) But so I always ask all of my guests, the start off question is even at the age where you're at at 18, I'm sure that you've had times in your life where you feel like you have been in the ashes of your life. What is a situation that you've been in where you've had to rise from the ashes and how has it impacted you now? And how do you see it impacting you in your future? 
Yeah, well, that's a great question. Thank you so much for asking. It's a little bit, it's really deep. I was kind of going on and I knew it was going to be more of a more deeper podcast. So I was like, okay, I have to kind of get ready. But, um, <laughs> you know, I've always, I made some jokes with my parents recently that, you know, they're entrepreneurs. So they've been teaching me a lot of basics in life that they realize that not everyone at my age or younger age learns. So I remember like the first thing my dad really taught me, like we would do like daily walks around the block because, you know, we just daddy daughter time. And I remember he'd teach me stuff like, like interest rates, I was like seven years old. I was like, I don't understand what you're saying, but I think it's okay. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm nodding and smiling. Yeah, I totally understand what this means. So I always like to joke that, you know, even though I'm really young, I've gone through a lot of things that I've seen a lot of other people gone through. I would say on a very smaller scale, but I've gone to seminars. My dad was always really active in events and seminars. So we'd go to seminars and they tell us like, oh, you know, I was dealing a lot with like insecurity in my business. I was dealing with people being scared to talk to people, being scared to approach people. I was scared to like, I don't know, like, you know, the uh, things in business that you're scared of. You don't want people to be mean to you, et cetera. There's a lot of things and comparing yourself is a really big thing and all these things. And I realized I was going through similar things at really young ages. And I kind of learned a lot of things that people were learning a lot later in life because I was just, I don't know, maybe I was exposed to the uh, solutions earlier or whatever but there's a really hard time in my life I think like maybe 13 or something you know like 7 to 13 I was struggling with a lot of different things because I was homeschooled and I'm not bashing homeschooling I loved it I would never take it back but there's just different things that I was going through and I was not in this traditional school thing and I'm not saying that I would go do good in it I don't do good in those situations anyways but I was just going through a lot of different things that a lot of kids in my life couldn't relate to like my family owned a Chinese restaurant and I had been working there since I was like seven years old you know just cleaning tables when I was 11 I started working the front counter and as you can imagine retail customer service just general public is not always the nicest and it's a lot harder especially when you're 11 for some reason, yeah. I don't know. I thought you'd be, be nicer, but no, they're meaner. No. <laughs> they're actually, I think that they feel like people feel this sense of entitlement that if you're younger, yeah. that I can be mean to you and you're just going to get over it easier. Whereas like what they don't realize in, in the mental part of it, which is what I do for a living is that, you know, I go and help people to release traumas that happen. And at 11 years old, when you have a quote unquote Karen that's screaming at you because <laughs> God forbid you forgot an egg roll or it wasn't cooked to the different, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. that can be traumatic for you. So what, what did you do to kind of get yourself out of that, to deal with that kind of stuff? Yeah, there's a lot of things, a lot of things in my, I was dealing a lot with like really bad, like I don't know if I should say the word depression because I know it's like a diagnosed thing, but I was dealing with like, a, I was really sad a lot and I felt a lot isolated from my friends and being 11 and working at this restaurant and I was working a lot of hours, not like overbearing hours, but I was working a decent amount of hours hanging out and I was getting trained and it's, it was a great experience, but it was for general public, as you can imagine. Right. Um, so I don't know when everything kind of shifted for me. I just know that there are certain things that I did. So um, one thing that I did is I was like really struggling with like finding good things in my life. I'm sure we've all been there. Like, it's just, it feels like everything sucks so much. Yep. Everything yep. hurts so much. And you're like, there's no, nothing that happened that was good today. Today's a terrible day. I can't believe I have to do this all again tomorrow. I dread tomorrow. So one of the things that I started doing with myself is I'd, I'd sit down at the end of the day and I'd go, okay, what is one thing that stood out today? Whether I laughed at a joke or I ate the food I really liked 
or I went out and I watched a movie, just something that didn't make the day seem so terrible. You know, I was like, okay, you know, it really wasn't that bad of a day because, you know, I did do this today and that was kind of fun. And it doesn't have to be some spectacular thing. I went to Disney World or Disneyland or I traveled the world. Um, It was just small things that I was sitting down and like, okay, like this is something. And as I started doing that, and it took a really long time, at least a few months, a few months passed by and days would be really hard for me, but I'd sit down at the end of the day and be like, okay, you know, today I did have like this really good, like lemonade. I loved it. It was a great, that was great. That was a really hype. And as I started to do that and time passed by, I was like, you know, these days aren't even that bad. It doesn't even feel like it's been that bad. Like, yeah, this was not favorable. Like someone yelled in my face. That wasn't very favorable. But you know, this other person was kind of nice to me. So, you know, I think it balances out. And I just don't know where I got to this point. I think maybe like after six, six months, maybe six months to a year, I started being like, you know, this day isn't terrible. And it was so crazy looking back and be like, you know, there are so many days where I felt like tomorrow was a terrible day. Today was a terrible yep. day. I yep. can't believe I keep, have to keep going. I'm only 13. <laughs> I don't want to I can't do this anymore. You guys, what do you mean? I have to live until like 80. I can't do this anymore. But I was like, you know, and now I'm sitting here, I'm 18 and I'm like, oh, you know, today wasn't that bad of a day. It was good. Maybe this call didn't go the best, but you know, this other call did amazing. And those are some of the things that I think that was like the biggest thing in kind of finding myself that, you know, today was a terrible day. This was really hard for me, but one thing was okay. And it just made the rest of the day better. You know what? I, I just absolutely am just in awe of you because as I'm 54, so I, I hear what you're saying. And and it's something that I've said for so long is that, did you really have a bad day or did you just have a bad moment that you milked out to -hmm. make a really bad day? Yeah. And did you focus on the bad stuff that was happening so much that you attracted more bad stuff to it? Or did you, you know, and then, okay, so you did, you had a really bad day, but what was one good thing in it? I think that that, if, anybody that's listening, if you can take one thing out of this whole podcast, that is, that is brilliant that you came up with that. So I want to know, how did you even get started with your podcast and tell everybody about your podcast and why you're doing it? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, So I've been, again, my parents are entrepreneurs. My dad's been an entrepreneur for the past 20 years. So he's always known, and I've always known that, you know, this seems like the path for me, homeschooling, and I've been in the environment, and I've been to so many events, as I said, where people are entrepreneurs. I'm like, you know, that seems like it, because it for me, um, I really love being in control of myself and being my own boss. So yeah. And this year came up and my dad was like, okay, you know, you're going to turn 18 this year. And I know I want to go into financial services because my dad's a little bit in it. And so he knows like what he's putting me through and he knows he's going to help me. So that's, we've always kind of known that for the past maybe three, four years of my life. I said, okay, you're 18. You know, you don't really have that many contacts. You know, a lot of people might be like 20, 30, jumping into this business and they might know people who they can talk to and get in front of. And then that's how you grow your list. You don't really have that. You're 18, you know, all your contacts are basically my contacts. So we need to get your name out there. I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So um, we do this thing. We spend like six months in Florida and six months in Michigan where I currently live. Um, So we were in Florida at the time. And... I don't remember. I think it was the funniest thing. My dad was like, okay, you know, I think we should give you like a podcast. I think that'd be good because my dad and I, we have uh, kind of dabbled in podcasts a little bit. I had a podcast up here where I was like 
it was professionally shot in like a studio but it was only like three episodes and I the only guest was my dad (laughs) I actually found like the other day it was in it was filmed in 2019 I think so it was only a few things it was it's a free community thing if you're like a citizen in my city so like that was the reason why we just went there because it was free to use their stuff (laughs) oh that's Um, okay that is a really good that's a good bonus for living there I know it's great um or maybe we paid like a small fee I don't know but it was it was really easy and my dad went in all the time um so I was like okay yeah it's fine and I know my dad wants the best for me and I know you know he's been in business for 20 years so if he tells me to do something it's probably going to be decent and he's a business coach so he deals with this all the time so I was like yeah sure podcast he's like okay we have to come up with a topic and I was like okay I don't really know a topic he's like I don't know either so we thought and then one day we're just walking on the beach because we had a condo like right on the beach so like when you get out of the condo you are on the beach so we Um, did like morning walks just let me know where I need to show up at and I'll be right there I'll be right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It used to be, it used to be so easy to get like stuff in Florida. Cause we just usually rent. We used to have a house, but we sold it to, yep. uh, I live with, I used to live with my grandma and we used to watch her all the time. So like, that's why we we're always here. So you'd only rent in Florida. It was so easy to get those kind of properties, but now you can't right. get like anything. You can't right. even get like one bedroom for like one night. It's like <laughs> insane in Florida. Besides the point, yeah. So we had that kind of, we walk, and then he just, we get off the beach and he goes, letter to your 17 year old self. I was like, what? And he's like, that's what your podcast is going to be. He was like, oh, okay. He's like, I was like, yeah, like people can talk to their younger self. And he came up with the, just basically the title. And then I kind of came up with the rest. It's like, okay, yeah. And I was talking to a few people and they're like, you know, I don't want to go in back go in the past and talk to myself. I was like, you know, that's a good point. You know, everything happens for a reason. You know, you don't want to change anything in your journey. So I started changing a little bit to be more, what would you say to either your younger self in the past or the younger people in the future? So that's kind of how that podcast started. It's, I started in like April. Um, I've interviewed a hundred or so people, at least a hundred, I think close to 150 at this point I'm, I'm not really keeping track anymore but um I, I usually post it on YouTube uh, it's about 10-15 minutes depending on the person and it's just what would you say to your younger self either some advice you'd have loved to hear back then or maybe since 17 any experiences someone's gone through lessons they've learned that they'd like to tell other 17 year olds out there and I've got to I've got to think that seriously that when you talk to these people, you, number one, you get to build your client base and, and your people of who you know, and you get to probably hear some really cool advice and different things that might, you might go, huh, I never really even thought about that before. And it's just got to really probably open your eyes to a whole new world. Yeah. Yeah. I've grown up all my life around business people and I've I've heard a lot of things. My dad always made me read, you know, like the classic business books, like like Dale Carnegie and Tony Robbins and all those people when I was really, really young. So it's really interesting to hear them talk. And they talk about a lot of similar things that my dad used to teach me when I was like 10 years old. So it's really nice to hear that coming all around. I'm like, oh yeah, I actually know that topic. And they're like, really? You do? And I was like, yeah, I read that book when I was 12. I'm like, what do you mean you read that book when you were 12? And so they're like, it's nice to talk. And then it's just nice to hear the different outlooks on people because I know a lot of people had different opinions and there's certain things that mean more to someone than something else. So a lot of people, some people like to concentrate on like they really love to listen and plug into people who are more successful. That's like their number one stress thing. Other people are more plug into like be yourself follow your own gut so I think it's really interesting to hear a lot of different spectrums and a lot of different opinions 
I love it. It's it's one of those things like when I was a guest, I don't even remember what I said, but I I think back and you and I talked about it is like I wouldn't go back and change anything. Yeah. Um, by the way, did you ever see the butterfly effect? I think we talked about the movie and I don't think you'd seen it. Did you? The movie? I don't. So there's a movie. So you have to, so totally off topic. And anybody that's listening to this, you need to watch this movie. It's old. It's called The Butterfly Effect. It's got Ashton Kutcher in it when he was young and good looking. Okay, (laughs) Ashton, you're still cute. Okay, whatever. But the whole premise of the movie is from what I can remember, I don't remember a lot of the movie, but I remember the premise of the movie was, I think he wanted to go to prom with this one girl mm-hmm. and something happened. And he thought, well, if I just go back and change this one thing, then everything will work out. Mm-hmm. Well, he went back and changed the one thing and that ripple effect changed everything. And so he's like, oh my God, I've got to go back and change it back. Well, then by then something else had happened and by, and it's just this whole evolution. And what I took from that movie was no matter how, and see people listening, you're going to hear how good I am because she's a young lady and I'm not going to cuss in front of her. No matter how crappy your life may have been, it's like you said, what good things came out of it? Because for every rain, there's rainbows and there's sunshine. It doesn't rain 24 hours a day. It's not sunny 24 hours a day, unless you're way up in Alaska. But even then, it's not 24 hours a day. The sun goes down almost to the to the horizon. But it's one of the, if you can watch that movie, if you can find it, watch it. I think that you will find a huge correlation between that and your podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I added it to my watch list. Yes. Yeah. So being around all these business people and being um, just, which is what a phenomenal way to grow up on a good part of it. Then looking at it from the other side, do you, do you feel like you missed out on being a kid or how do you, do you look at that now? I mean, obviously you don't want to go back and change it. And it's actually been phenomenal for you because now at 18, you're a young, productive, successful entrepreneur. What do you think? Was there anything that if you could change it, would you? And do you feel like you missed out at all with being a kid? Yeah, that's really tough. I used to think when I was a kid like that I wasn't really allowed to be a kid. But I think looking back, I think I was fine. Um, I'm a figure skater and I've been skating since I was four years old. So there's definitely a community there. I used to be on like my sinker team and then my high school team. So I had friends in those areas and there's a lot of homeschool like uh, co-ops that you could just go for a day and there'd be a few hours of just classes and it would be more like fun classes. It wouldn't be necessarily right. like math or English. It'd be more like cake decorating and dancing and everything. And I did dance and I did, so I was a really like active kid. I did a lot of stuff. So um, I used to think like, oh, I was like, you know, none of my other friends are like doing any of this or going to any of these seminars. I was like, I don't know, this isn't very fun, but I don't know. It wasn't, it's obviously it wouldn't change anything. I don't think looking back, I don't think I was like robbed of a childhood or anything. I I grew up with enough kids and I had enough friends at the time and stuff. There was just a disconnect that I found that I was talking to my parents about that, you know, I was 
you know, 11 years old, I was working at this restaurant. I was always surrounded by adults a lot, you know, business adults, entrepreneurs, and all these people. And then I'd go and I'd talk to like my other 11 year old friends and they talk about completely different things than I were exposed to. And I was finding a lot of disconnect and like responsibility too, because my dad was like a really big believer in treating kids, you know, like, like kids gentle, but also talking to them like they're adults and they can understand, you know, like adult topics and right. obviously not like adult, adult topics, but like, you know, like business time and just having a conversation. And he treated that parenting a lot more special than just being like, oh, she's just a kid. She'll do really stupid things kind of thing. He'd be like, you know, I want to actually have a conversation with you. And he would always ask me like his favorite question. I'm always like, okay, why? And I'm like, what? He'd tell me something and he'd be like, what? Why did this happen? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, you have to think like, why would someone say this in response to this? Why did someone do this? Why did someone act out like this? Why? And he just always made me think so much. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I was finding this disconnect with a lot of kids my age and it was harder for me to connect. And it's not necessarily a negative on their part or my part or anyone's part, but there's a disconnect of like, I was dealing with a lot of responsibility and I was being treated like an adult a lot of the times. And then I talked to these kids and then they wouldn't have the same like mindset in that respect. And I'd see them act out a lot more to their parents. And again, we're like 11, we're kids. It's not that big of a deal. But I was like, you know, I don't like, I would never do this to my parents. Right. Why are, they, why are we doing this? It makes me feel weird. Or like when they're like, they're like, oh, you know, my parents gave me like a few, like just give me this money. I'm just going to use all of it. And I was like, why are you going to use all your money? This makes me stressed out because mm-hmm. I used to get paid for certain things. And then my dad's like, okay, that's your money. That's like basically it. Like, obviously it's not super strict. Like you pay for right. lunch or whatever. But right. if I wanted to go buy a shirt, he'd be like, okay, you have the $20. You go buy that justice t-shirt and it probably taught you a huge value of not only responsibility but really what it, it forced you to think and that whole reward thing that instant gratification of oh I got $20 in my pocket what can I go buy versus okay I got $20 in my pocket I could buy this shirt for $20 or I could go down to the local thrift store, find something really super cool. And then I would still have money left over because I really want to go see this movie or whatever it, the yeah. case may be. So it probably taught you life lessons that a lot of kids probably didn't get at your yeah. age. Yeah. Yeah. So what was great. your favorite, what is your favorite memory of your life so far? Um, I have a lot of, memories because I was homeschooled um, I have a younger brother and it was me it's me and my mom um me obviously and my younger brother so it's the four of us um we used to travel a lot because of course my dad's self-employed my mom works with him and my brother and I are homeschooled so we used to travel a lot a lot before COVID obviously um one thing that we did I mentioned that my dad likes Florida because he's from India originally and it's really warm there and it's not like that in in Michigan. Michigan No, it's snow, and he's like, I don't like snow. I can't do this, you guys. So we'd go to Florida for a few months, and then that's where we stay. From twenty, I don't remember. Okay, I was, I don't remember the age, but it was about four years. Um, my dad bought an annual pass to Disney World, and we would do our work in the day, and then at night we'd all go to Disney World. So in the pat, in the four years that we were there, from twenty, I think we ended just around COVID. So like, I think twenty fourteen to twenty eighteen. maybe around that area we went like 200 times to Disney and that's like a really memorable time 
and it's not necessarily just because it's Disney. It was, um, it got the family really close. We got to do different things. And it was only like a few hours at Disney. It would be like four to maybe eight o'clock by the time, eight, nine o'clock by the time we got home. And it's just like relaxing. It's just us having fun, going on a ride or two, just looking around, enjoying the time together. And I think that's a really, really memorable time in my life. And it's not something I will ever forget in my entire life. It's pretty, it's pretty special. <laughs> um, I'm like so jealous. So I'm in Florida, but I'm in Pensacola. So like I'm mm. free. I'm, we call Pensacola LA, lower Alabama, um, because I'm literally three miles from the Alabama border. So we don't really have the opportunity like down in Southern Florida to go to Disney and Epcot and all that really fun stuff. I'm going to be making a road trip because I really want to go. You brought up a good point. I want to hear how you think that COVID has impacted entrepreneurship? Mm. Um, well, the thing is for my dad, it actually didn't impact him negatively, like at all. In fact, like he thrived in COVID. I, for some reason, I honestly wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> um, I was not the huge, hugest fan of COVID because I really enjoyed, you know, I was, I had a really great friend circle and we always hung out and used to go places and obviously we used to travel a lot so being home alone uh not alone alone but like being right. home and not really hanging out with our friends because my friends didn't really want to obviously like keep the spread and you can imagine you know lockdown you're basically in your home oh, yeah. um so uh it was pretty it was pretty terrible for me I didn't like it at all and like that's kind of why we went down to Florida my dad was saying that he noticed that I was just like I was super not you know, myself, I was down in the dumps a lot. It was really, really strict in Michigan uh, for a really long time. Like we, I think they only opened up dining like this year in like March-ish. So that was it. And like a lot of restaurants weren't open. A lot of places weren't open, like nothing was open. And so like when anything is ever open, I'm like so shocked. Oh my God, really? We can like do this? (laughs) Um, So uh, that's kind of how it was for me. I hadn't really paid attention to how COVID was affecting my family specifically because we had closed down the restaurant, funnily enough, like five months before COVID. We closed it in September 2019, right before COVID wow. hit. It's crazy. We had, we had no expectations. We are like, you yeah, know, it's time for us to retire. Let's just close down. And it's such a great time. And we didn't even see this coming. But I've seen how it's a, a impacted a few other people I've seen a lot of people say it's brought them down to zero and they just completely changed careers because they couldn't do what they're fully doing and they couldn't justify it so I guess those are the only things that I've seen I haven't really looked too much into how COVID has impacted I know financial services and what my dad is kind of mingled in and I know a lot of people that he works with and that what I'm going to do they kind of like it they're like oh this is zoom easy we don't yep. have to go to people's homes anymore. We don't have yep. to like talk to people in person. We yep. love this. We honestly, they just made it to the point where they just show people videos and like, hey, do you think this makes sense for your finances? And people are like, yes or no. And they're like, okay, that's it. We don't that's even it. have to yeah. memorize, memorize presentations. We don't even have to talk to people. They just show them this video and then we're done. They kind of love it. Like, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Like, they enjoyed it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that's just what I've seen personally in the past year that I hadn't really been paying attention for like a majority of COVID lockdowns. Yeah, I think that I and you know what's funny is I think that your generation and and like my generation, it's really affected people in different ways because we are a social, we're social yeah. people. We like the first time that I got to hug 
somebody that wasn't my dog. Oh my God. It was like the coolest thing ever because, you know, my dog, she's great, but she's really not a human being. And so it really affected me. The one thing that I've seen is entrepreneurship has gone through the roof though, because people got stuck at home and had to figure out a way to make money. So it, it helped to kind of click that creative side of their brain into, and people, and especially women. So like all my listeners, a majority of my listeners, I'm, I know there's one or two of you guys out there. I love you. Thank you for listening. Um, but majority of my listeners are women and the women in business has gone through the roof because women are now they're like, okay, well, you know, I've been home now. These career women are like, you know what? I kind of, I kind of like being at home. I kind of like this, you know, Skyping and zooming and meetings, teams and all that stuff. So it's interesting that your dad, I'm sure a lot of coaches when their business just took off during this because People were struggling. People were struggling hard. That's why I think your podcast is so needed right now because it does bring that bright light into someone because you think about it, you're like, what? And so for anybody's listening, this is your, this is your quote unquote homework. I want you to think if you could say something to your 17 or 18 year old self or a 17 or 18 year old, what would you tell them? What would, what advice would you give them? And, uh, see what you come up with, because I think it's very, very interesting, very interesting. So with being an entrepreneur, with doing the financial stuff, with doing your podcast, what's next for you? I have a few pretty progressive goals. Obviously I'm 18, so I'm pretty young. So in the company that I'm in, what I do, I want to be like one of the youngest or not one of the youngest, I should say, the youngest to get some a few promotions and stuff. So that's what I'm working at right now. And that's just kind of what I see in the foreseeable future. Um, I don't really have any plans after that. I just really like to get my income level to at least a level where I feel comfortable that I don't have to keep on working to like, put food on the table. And obviously I'm pretty young. So get my own house, get married eventually one day, one of it, you know, that's basically my future now. I'm not really too concerned about it. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. And it's so funny because I'm listening to you. Like, I want to get my income, something comfortable. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I just, that is, that is brilliant to have at your age. I could talk to you for like the rest of the day, but I don't want to take <laughs> all your time. So I have one last question for you. I ask everybody and I kind of give you a hint about the first question, but this one I don't. So right. ah, you ready? Yes. <laughs> oh, crap. So like, even though, and I'm sure some people are like, oh, well, she's only 18. Y'all, if that's your thought process, I'm, I'm going to punch you in your throat. So even at 18, having experienced what you've experienced and say there are some younger people that are listening or parents who have younger kids, when they're, when you were in the ashes and if someone says, oh, that's great, try and find one good thing out of your day, what is one piece of advice you would give someone who is just really struggling right now and just needs that little spark of hope? What would, what would be your greatest piece of advice? 
know too much about greatest. Uh, you know, there are a few things I've dealt with a decent amount of stuff in my life. You know, I'm pretty young at 18 and I, you could assume that like my life seems so perfect and it, it's pretty good, but there's always those things where you struggle with like maybe your worth or something or what you just feel. Um, I've talked to a few of my friends and I try to give them advice and they were like, oh, you're so good at giving advice, but I would get so scared of giving advice, you know, because it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell this person something. I'm not even more <laughs> confident if it works. What if it doesn't work? Like, no, I just look so terrible. Um, you know, I was doing some stuff. I was looking through some of my, I want to say diaries, but just looking kind of at some memories of the past. And it was around May of this year, I was struggling with some stuff and I I was really scared truthfully to turn 18 because as I said, like I've had some goals in my life since, you know, I've known I wanted to be an entrepreneur and on my own since I was like 14, 13 years old. And my dad's always known it for me, but it's kind of scary when you build up something in your head, especially when it uh, spans over the course of like four years, you're like, Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. the four years are coming up. I have to do this. I have to go talk to people. I have to go like sell. Like, what is this? (laughs) I don't understand. And there's always been a struggle. So like I've always struggled with like turning 18 and I've always had so much anxiety and so many like anxiety attacks and panic attacks about all of this. And I was turning 18 and um, like four days before I turned 18, four or five days, my grandma dies. I'm like, okay. So I turned 18 on Wednesday. My grandma had died on the Friday before. Then um, I turned 18 on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I took my life insurance test for financial services at nine in the morning. And then on nine at nine in the morning on Friday, I went to my grandma's funeral. So that was like oh. my birth week, a uh, birthday week. Wow. It, was kind of, it was pretty interesting, but I don't know. I just feel like having faith in the future was the one thing that got me through it because I'd always been scared. And I put trust and faith into other people to help me my dad a lot because I know he believes in me and he knows I can do whatever I want, whatever I put my mind to. So I, I tried to just be like, okay, let me just listen to my dad. Let me just help follow what he is. But if you don't have that, if you don't have someone that you fully can put your entire belief, just trust in yourself, trust yeah. in yourself and trust in to the world. I would say in I'm not trying to get religious, but, you know, if you believe in something and you're like, okay, you know, I trust that something out there, there's just a plan for me in life that yep. tomorrow might suck. Today might suck. Yesterday sucked. The next month might suck, but maybe in the next year, I'm going to look back and it's going to be okay. And I think those are some of the things that got me through like really, really tough times, like annoyingly tough for a 13 year old to go through mm-hmm. and my own self. And I guess those are some of the things that I would say just trust in yourself know that you can get through it if you literally just push if you literally just push through and go okay this sucks so much but (laughs) it'll be okay one day I just have to wait for that one day if you just have hope in this one day that you put yourself through whether it's an event or something and I know we don't have events anymore but I know there's a lot big thing for a lot of people like okay I have like an event or a concert or a show or something to look forward to just have faith in this like this one day you can create like a perfect day in your head like okay when I'm happy this is what I have I want to have this in my room I want to eat this I want to drink this I want to go out and I want to watch this movie I want to listen to the song this is what my happiness feels like to me if you put trust into that kind of this one thing that you believe that could happen then it'll just happen. And it won't even just happen if you just think of it. You go to bed thinking, okay, you know, I just, this is, this is happiness to me. You think of it and it'll just come. 
it will come if you work towards it and you have that belief system like okay I can be happy I deserve to be happy I deserve to get out of the struggling and this is what it's going to be like when I'm happy when I feel better when I don't feel like this I think that's something that people can find pretty easily not easily but you know they can think of (laughs) girl if that's not a mic drop moment I don't know what it is (laughs) and I, I love that because that's what I, I tell a lot of my clients is, is, you know, it's, if you can write out your perfect day from the minute that you open your eyes, what do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? You know, if you can write out your perfect day and just read it, especially when you're having a really crappy bit day, it's like the, what I can't remember the books, but it was the really bad, awful, no good yeah, Alexander, the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> yes, that one. And um, when, if you're having one of those or, or you know, a Bridget Jones diary day where you just want to lay in bed and eat ice cream and, and watch sappy movies and cry, do it. And then go back to your perfect day and, and remember why you're doing what you're doing. And at, at this point in time, if you're breathing, that means you've made it through 100% of all of your bad days. So you've got a pretty, pretty damn good track record. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Ms. Khan, this has been amazing. Thank you. How, if people want to listen to your podcast, and I tell you guys that this every single week, read the show notes, but if somebody wants to watch your podcast on YouTube, how do they find you? Uh, it's pretty easy. There's not too many Muscon Bakshis out there. So if you just kind of look up my name, I'm sure it'll be in the title somewhere. You can just type yeah. it out. That's usually the easiest way to find me. I, I haven't looked up Letter to Your Younger Self, but I'm sure there's other things out there. But if you just look up my name, you'll be able to find basically all my social medias, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all of it's pretty simple. <laughs> Sweet. Well, y'all already know what to do. Go find her friend, her follower, you are an incredible young woman. Thank you. Incredible young woman. You are going to be going places. And I know that I've talked to you twice, but I will tell you, I'm so proud of you. Thank like, you. It's, it is it, to go through what you've gone through in your short life and especially during your birthday week and to do what you're doing to bring light to other people. It says a lot about who you are. And I am just very, very grateful that you chose to spend this time with me because Time is a commodity and, and I know that it can be, it can be expensive. And so I'm glad that you chose to invest it with me. I appreciate you. And I will put everybody, I will put her uh, name in the show notes so you can look it up and you can go find her friend, her follower and watch her on her adventures in life. And once again, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day, people. you. You are so welcome. And next week, Get ready. I got some stuff up my sleeve. I'm not telling you what it is, but I got some stuff up my sleeve. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like this episode, please go and share it and download it and comment and do all the things for all of the things. And I appreciate you. I honor you. And remember that you are enough. You have been enough. You'll always be enough. And if you could see the divine light shining out from your eyes, you would never doubt your greatness again. So with that, my friends, enjoy your week and we will talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you. And remember, you are loved, you are treasured, you are adored, you are worthy, and you are so more than enough. I hope that you were inspired. And if you were, please feel free to download, share, and leave a comment. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so much and have an absolutely magical day.